Welcome everybody connecting with us online. We're so happy to have that connection with you. I know over the holiday uh, travels, we've got a lot of our family out there traveling, a lot of our church family. We pray for your safety as you travel and look forward to you being back with us in person, but we're glad we have that connection online as well. Uh, we are finishing up the year, right? 2023, we're coming to an end of this year. It's been an amazing year. There's been lots of struggles, lots of challenges, and lots of blessings where God has carried us through and provided for us in every way. Uh, I just want to take a moment. I want you to think with me and thank God with me for all of the people that made decisions to profess faith and be baptized into Christ, for all the people that made Lakeshore their church home, for all the families that we touched. Just through the Christmas holidays, we literally touched over a thousand families through your generosity and helping them know the love of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Thank you all. God is doing great things here, and it's going to continue as we look into the new year. Uh, this week on Friday, we've got a group of our senior hires going. Uh, they'll be traveling to Gatlinburg for the uh, Tennessee Christian Teen Convention. I want us to be praying for them, be thinking about them, and praying for them and for that convention. Uh, God always uses that to touch hearts and strengthen lives and, and uh, relationships. So I'm so thankful that that you support the work of Lakeshore. We're able to have a good youth program and our youth are able to go to things like that and be involved in things that make a difference and impact in their lives. Uh, I know there are many needs within the church family as we get ready to enter into the new year. Let's bow in prayer together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunities you've given us throughout 2023. We thank you that even in the midst of the hard things and the challenges, you've been right there. You've been faithful. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. We thank you for your provision, for the lives that have been changed and touched and made better because of the love of Jesus. We thank you for this church family, for so many dedicated, committed people that are sacrificing and serving and giving and making a difference for all eternity. We thank you for the impact this church family has had in this year and for the way you have set us up for moving into 2024 and the impact you want us to have as we go into the new year. We thank you, Father, that we can lift up the needs of our church family to you and know that you hear us and that you'll answer those prayers because we pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, we've been in this series uh, for uh, several weeks now called Holy Moments. If you missed any of them, you can go back and catch them on our YouTube channel. Uh, we are finishing up the series today with one of the holiest moments of all, which is the birth of Jesus himself. The birth of this baby was a moment that God decided he would do for us before the foundation of the world, that he would come in the flesh to rescue us from our sins. It's amazing when we think about how holy that moment is, that he kept his promise and he delivered the Savior to us in the form of that baby that we celebrate every Christmas. A baby changes everything. That's the final message in this series. This moment of the birth of the baby, it just changes everything. In fact, all babies change everything in a lot of ways, don't they? It's been said that for families, there's this great dividing line for many families, BK and AK. You know what that is? Before kids and after kids. It just shifts everything, doesn't it? BK... A nice dinner out might include a nice white linen tablecloth. 
AK probably includes a vinyl bib that covers everything possible and has a pouch to catch the food when it falls. Right? BK, it might be that a romantic weekend would be last minute heading off to a beautiful bed and breakfast somewhere without planning it ahead of time, just on the spur of the moment. AK is a luxurious morning is when you get to sleep past 5 a.m. and you don't have Cheerios in the bed with you, right? Uh, BK might be where uh, you pride yourself on making new friends and contacts and there are people like uh, uh, corporate headhunters or people that are up and coming and, and the business that you work in and all that and you're making all the right connections. AK, you're still making a lot of connections, but it's at daycare and it's at preschool and it's at birthday parties, right? You're still making all those connections, but in different ways. Uh, a baby makes all the difference in our lives. Uh, it's something that changes things. The furniture gets arranged, so you make room for the crib. Uh, it changes the family dynamics when a baby comes on the scene. Uh, sleep patterns get rearranged. Whether you're the parent or the aunt or the uncle or the brother or the sister, a new baby changes things and rearranges things. Psychologists say that when a baby's born, the whole family circle is affected by it. They say there's a shift in the whole family constellation to make room for the baby. And the birth of Christ, this holiest of moments, is like the birth of every baby in a lot of ways, but like the birth of no other baby in a lot of other ways, too. It really changed things for Mary and Joseph. Their whole lives were thrown into this whole new pattern and plan that they had not thought of before the announcement of this baby. It changed everything for them. Like no other baby, though, the birth of Christ changes the world, too. It's the reason for the grand celebration. When the angel appeared to the shepherds, they cried out, Glory to God in the highest. And after the shepherds see the baby, they go back glorifying and praising God for everything they had seen and heard. It just changed everything for them and for the world. Bishop William Boyd Grove says that there are certain words that are so important they interrupt all other words and all other conversations. Words like, the house is on fire, or the war is over, or your hostage brother has been released. He says they are startling, interrupting proclamations that change everything. If the house is on fire, you run. If the war is over, you dance. If your hostage brother is released, you leave everything and go to meet him. And there's another proclamation that changes everything. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Those are words that just change everything because while this is a very human baby it's no ordinary baby in this child the power and the presence of god is seen and felt like never before this is actually god incarnate god with us in the flesh god coming from heaven to rescue us from our sins it's like the birth of no other baby that's ever been born what a difference this baby makes so for the rest of our time today, very quickly, I'm so glad we've got the kids in here with us today. It's great to start the new year, heading into the new year with your family together today. And we're going to look at very quickly three things that change with this holy moment of the birth of this baby. The first thing is this. The birth of this baby changes the rules for everybody, for all mankind. We should have guessed that from the song that Mary sang when she learned that she was expecting. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 46. We see that proclamation. Mary said, 
My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. What Mary's words indicate is what God had taught about the coming kingdom. And that is that the birth of this baby in his kingdom that he brings turns everything upside down. It's an upside down kingdom. Remember how Jesus taught the least among you will be the what? The greatest. The greatest must be humbled. It's upside down from the way the world teaches things and does things and operates in our culture. His kingdom that he ushers in is an upside down, totally different kingdom. He lifts up the lowly. He confronts the powerful. He brings mercy and kindness to those who thought it would never be offered to them when they least deserved it. That's not the way the world operates. It's the way this kingdom operates that this child, this baby, brings into existence with his birth. Through Jesus, God began a revolution of love and of compassion like had never been seen on the earth before from any other leader that had ever come or has come since. The kingdom of God is led by a Savior who would sacrifice himself for those who would invite, be invited into his kingdom. That's a unique kingdom with a unique leader who can do for us what no other leader can do. He changes the rules for what life is really all about when you understand that you are welcome into this kingdom. No matter where you come from, who you are, what your past is like, he provided for you to be able to be welcome into this kingdom. So he changes the rules. That's one thing we see about the difference this baby makes. The second one is this. This baby not only changes the rules, but he changes us personally, individually. This baby changes us. When you get to know him, when you learn not just the facts about his life and about his coming, but you, you actually welcome him into your heart and into your mind, he transforms us. I mean, the change is powerful. And the change is a change that many people long for and have tried to do on their own, and they haven't been able to do it. But this baby and the power and the presence of, of him and us in our hearts, that's what provides what's needed for the transformation to occur. He came to bring us this change, this transformation. In fact, all babies change life a lot, don't they? We talked about it a little bit already. I can remember... When Sue Ann and I, we were young married couple, I decided to become a, a pastor, and we were at college, at Atlanta Christian College, now Point University, and in my first year of college there, and uh, we didn't exactly plan it, but we obviously didn't prevent it. We found out we were having a baby, and uh, our first child, Heather, was on the way, and as I was thinking about the coming of this baby as, as the husband and a soon-to-be father, I was so nervous, and I wanted to make sure everything was all right and everything was good for the addition to our family that was coming. And at the time, even though I was in college and married, I rode a motorcycle. And I got to thinking about this. We're going to have a baby. And it wouldn't work well. 
even though it was Atlanta and it was warm most of the time, it still would get cold, it would be rainy and all those things. I knew that it wasn't going to be really good to try to take this baby around on a motorcycle. So my life was about to change. I sold the motorcycle. I bought a car that you could actually put a car seat in and take a baby around in, right? It changed things. That was just one small indication of all the changes that a baby was going to bring into our lives. It was going to shift everything. All of a sudden, there's another human life there that we are responsible for now. It's, it's different when a baby comes on the scene. Now, not every family responds well, and not every baby's born into a situation where the people are willing to make the changes they need to make. But, but when we're responding the way we should, and we know a baby's coming, we want everything to be good and ready for the baby. We want to make it the best that we can make it, even with limited resources. We want to do the best we can. Well, this baby, this child, this Jesus changes not just those things, but changes our hearts and our priorities about what really matters in life. Changes what really, how we make decisions about what's important and what we need to do or not do moving forward in our lives when we get to know this baby. There was a telemarketer that called the home and you know how they often do. They said, I'd like to speak to the person who makes the financial decisions in the household. The lady that answered the phone said, that's great, but she's in kindergarten and won't be home for another two hours. <laughs> you see how it changes everything? <laughs> now the priorities are even on how we're spending money and doing things. It revolves around the child now. It just, it's an impactful thing when a baby is born into the family. But this child of God also makes us examine all of our priorities, all of our decisions. If he is God in the flesh, the creator God, then that really reveals to us something about our priorities. It means he's eternal. He was before us, he will be after our time on this earth. There is eternal, there is this life that goes on beyond us. There is an existence beyond our existence on this earth. When Jesus came, he revealed that to us in the flesh. So with that knowledge, doesn't that change the level of priority we put on the temporary things of this world? Doesn't it change what's really important while we're here if this is only temporary stuff and there is an eternal life after this? Doesn't that change then how we decide what to invest in, what to give our lives to, what, what the love of God that would do that for us means about how we need to live in response to that love. In 2 Corinthians 5, Paul speaks to this and the transforming power of coming to know this baby that was born that we celebrate at Christmas. He says this beginning in uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Uh, it's a powerful transformation. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. You see, that day of salvation was announced with the coming of this child. He came here to save us, which then changes life for us, transforms what life is about for us from that point on. He, he did that for us in his love for us. He, he allowed his son to bear our sins, to take on our sins so that we could be saved. And now it transforms us in another way. Now we have a grander, greater purpose for life than we've ever had before. We are now his ambassadors. See, as you think about going into 2024, one of the things I really want you to grasp as your pastor, I want to grasp this too, more than ever before, is that we go into the year as ambassadors for Jesus. We are going to be representing him with whatever time God allows us to have. Now, we've already supposed to have been doing that, right? And many of us have been, and you've been doing a good job with that and helping other people come to know and follow Jesus. But moving forward into this new year, as we're making plans, and there's nothing wrong with making plans for the new year and, you know, financial goals and all of those things, those are all good. Health goals maybe that you've got, those are good things. But don't leave out that the key, the, the, the thing above all of that should be, I want to represent Jesus well this year. I want to represent Jesus well to the people around me. I want them to see more of him and less of me every day in 2024. I want to experience more of him and less of me. I uh, have a new series I'm starting next Sunday. I hope you can be here for this next series. It's called When Less is More. Uh, as somebody, one of our church members posted on Facebook, they said, my phrase for 2024 is, uh, less is more. And I, I responded to her social media uh, post there. I said, well, God's working on your heart like he is mine. I've already got a series planned about how when less is more. And the key is less of the stuff that doesn't matter, more of the stuff that does. Less of the things that distract us from our goals and our purposes in Christ and more of Christ himself. We need to have less of us and more of him. And believe me, that will make your life more than you've ever thought it could be. When you understand the high and holy calling you have to be an ambassador for Jesus in this world in 2024, you represent him to the people around you every day it starts with your home and your family it goes into your workplace it goes into if you're going to school or wherever to the marketplace to the stores you shop at you go there as an ambassador for jesus christ all of life becomes worship and it's more than you ever thought it could be because you recognize you're part of god's plan to redeem the world so this baby changes the rules and he changes us but he also changes the world he came here for that purpose, to change the world. Hope was born in this baby. A family looks at their future differently, right, after the birth of a baby. You're not so much dwelling on the past anymore, but you're thinking about 
what the baby needs, what you need to line up for the baby, how you need to, you got to think about uh, daycare, you got to think about school in the future, you got to think about, you know, what the baby needs for supplies and diapers and food and all that. You're thinking ahead now more than ever before when a baby comes on the scene. And that's exactly what Jesus has come uh, and done for us. After all, all of time now since he came is measured in B.C. and A.D., right? Before Christ and then after his appearing. So we have this all of the world centered around time moving forward from the time this baby came into the world, looking ahead to the difference that this baby made. After all, uh, Walter Rouse will appreciate this. He teaches this class regularly. History is actually his story, right? That's what history is. You break down the word history, it's his story. That's what all of history is about. It's his story of God's plan to send this baby, of the baby coming, and then of the difference this baby makes for the rest of our existence on this earth. That's his story, history. This baby made history. This baby defines history. We could face the future because of this baby with hope instead of despair. That, that's something that, that so many people in the world were longing for when this baby appeared. The people of God felt like maybe some of them that God had forgotten about his promise, that God had left them alone to struggle through life without his presence or his power. And when this baby appeared, they were they were reminded, God has not forgotten us. God is still there. God still is going to keep his promise to come for us and deliver us from the struggles that we face. It's a message that the world needs today as much as ever before. This baby changes the world because this baby and this baby alone can give hope where there's no hope. This baby can give the anticipation of something good out of something bad. This baby and this baby alone, this teacher that he grew up to be, this savior that died on the cross, can answer the question of sin and death and the penalty that comes with it. Only this child answers all of life's questions with a resounding hope of victory in Christ. He changes everything for everyone everywhere for all time the prophet spoke of this in isaiah chapter 9 over 700 years before the time jesus would be born here's what god said through the prophet isaiah nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress in the past he humbled the land of zebulun and the land of naphtali but in the future he will honor galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the jordan and here's what the prophet says as God's message. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Only Jesus is worthy of those titles. Because only Jesus has the counsel that is the needed counsel for how to live life. He's the creator and the author of life. Only Jesus 
is the mighty God who has the power, no matter what struggle or challenge you're facing, has the power to help you overcome and have victory in the midst of the struggle. Only Jesus has the answer for eternity. The everlasting Father means the Father of eternity. Only Jesus can give us the answer for eternal life. Only Jesus, only this baby, comes as the Prince of Peace. Something that you all want in your hearts and your minds. It's found in Him. Let's pray. Father, as we think about closing out this year and moving ahead into the new year, we are reminded of the difference that Jesus makes. That He made in history, that He made throughout all the years of the message of the gospel to this day that he makes in us. We thank you for the hope that he brings, for the counsel that he gives, for the strength that he supplies. We thank you for the peace that can guard our hearts. I pray that if there's someone here today who needs to know that power, that presence, that counsel, that peace, that even today they would take those steps to come to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.